You know, as I've thought about the interesting celebration of Thanksgiving we had this past week, and the very challenging year most of us are anxiously hoping will end soon, I was reminded of a passage that we can read in Luke chapter 2 about a prophetess named Anna. As we find ourselves in the season of Advent, this is a passage that often falls a little bit between the gaps. Even though this passage talks about the Christ child, it's not a passage we usually think about during Advent because it narrates an event that took place a little while after Jesus' birth when Jesus was only eight days old. And so in a moment, I'd like to read Luke chapter 2, verses 36 to 38 with you and talk just a little bit about this interesting passage. As you might remember, when Jesus was eight years old, he was taken to the temple in Jerusalem for his consecration to the Lord as the law stipulated for a firstborn child. Luke tells us that a prophet named Simeon was there, and he took the baby Jesus in his arms and he praised God. Simeon prophesied that this child was a salvation child who would be a light for revelation for both the Gentiles and the Jewish people. But then we read these words in Luke chapter 2, verses 36 to 38. Luke writes, there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of, of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. You know, one of the things I love about Luke's gospel is that Luke always seems to include a woman's experiences and perspective to the gospel, whereas the other gospels tend to reflect the gospel message from basically just a male point of view. So in Luke's gospel, he's not content to merely tell the story about the prophet Simeon, but he also tells us the brief story about the prophetess Anna. I just wanted to point out this characteristic of Luke to us today because I love the attention and value that Luke always brings to the perspective of women. He does this all throughout his gospel, and it's something I think we should do all throughout our church as well. You know, I think there are a couple of helpful and inspiring lessons we can learn from this elderly, often overlooked widow. We've just celebrated Thanksgiving in America. And I love this holiday because it seems that the over-commercialization that has overrun many of our other national holidays has, asked, has actually skipped over or missed Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving seems to be uniquely other-centered as we focus our attention on giving thanks for the blessings and giving thanks for the people in our lives who mean so much to us. Thanksgiving is a special day in which we can give thanks to others. And it is really quite enjoyable and refreshing to have this day of giving thanks. And of course, we can't forget the turkey. I love the turkey. But the question I think we need to ask ourselves today is whether we are a people, or perhaps maybe more specifically, am I a person who spontaneously gives thanks in the midst of new experiences and challenges that come our way? You know, it's usually pretty easy to join up with an entire nation as we together express our thanks for our heritage, as we give thanks for the blessings in our life. But it's often another thing entirely to be the kind of person who responds gratefully at the very moment when something unexpected happens. I love the way that Luke describes Anna in verse 38 of this passage. What Luke tells us about Anna 
is that coming up at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna's response to the dedication of Jesus was not a situation of dutifully joining everyone else in their expressions of thanksgiving. This wasn't a question of dutifully remembered that we ought to be thankful of the things we ought to be thankful for because everyone else is being thankful at this moment. Instead, it's a question of being the kind of person who naturally and impulsively gives thanks at the very moment when something breaks into the regular routine of our day. Anna's example invites us to ask a deeper question than simply the question, am I willing to give thanks to God for all he has done for me? Rather, the question Anna forces us to ask is the question, am I the kind of person who always comes up thankful? Think about that phrase for a moment. Coming up thankful. Am I the kind of person who always comes up thankful? I always find it interesting to notice that what comes up and what spills out in a moment of crisis depends on what we have inside our heart. This is actually what Jesus says. He says that what makes a person clean is not what they put in, but what comes out. When something bumps into your life, that which spills out tells a lot about what you are inside. I think we have seen a lot of this spilling out during this year of 2020. Difficult and bad things happen, and it reveals the heart of the person. <clears throat> so the grumbler will grumble, the cynic will be cynical. The complainer will complain, the irritable will be irritated, and the thankful will thank God. This tendency is the reason why our closest friends can usually predict fairly accurately how we will re react in almost any circumstance. It's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? I can think of nothing better for any of us here this morning than to be set on the course of being and becoming truly thankful people. You know, many times when we see someone who has established a life's habit of being thankful, we can find ourselves thinking, well, sure, that's easy for them. They've had it pretty easy in life. But if we look more closely at this, I don't think this is true. Once again, what comes out and spills out in difficult and stressful times depends on what we have inside our heart, much more than it depends on the, spe on the specific circumstances of our life. So let's look at Anna again for a moment. Luke tells us a little bit about how her life had gone. And you know what? It was not a very pretty picture. Her husband had only lived for seven years after they were married, and then he died. The Greek text is unclear whether Luke points out that Anna had now been a widow up to her current age of 84, or whether Luke was pointing out that she had been a widow for 84 years. But regardless of how you translate the Greek text, Anna had been a widow a long time. The culture of the first century was not kind to widows, since women were fully dependent upon men for their care. Several early historians observed that many young widows were forced to go into prostitution in order simply to survive. As a widow, there was no one to take care of them. This might have even been one of the reasons why Anna never left the temple, because it provided her a safe haven perhaps a place to beg for food, for help, for assistance. Life had not been easy or kind to Anna. And yet in the only brief glimpse we catch of this woman who is not only a widow, 
but as most scholars point out, was almost certainly without any children, we find her thankful. I see Anne as the kind of old lady who always comes up thankful when she saw babies in the temple. She might have said, I wish they would leave their babies at home or take them to the nursery. Baby, all, babies always cry and disturb my quiet prayer time. Fussy and cry, crying babies don't belong in the temple. They don't belong in church. They interrupt our time with God. But this was not the attitude that filled Anna's heart. Even though she undoubtedly had no children of her own, she was thankful for those babies that were given to others. And God rewarded her with an insight into who this infant Jesus really was, the promised Messiah. She was so excited, she couldn't wait to spread the news. And so Luke wrote, coming up at that very moment, Anna gave thanks to God. And she talked about the child to all who were looking for the liberation of Jerusalem. When we see Anna, we see her coming up thankful. Luke also tells us, perhaps with a touch of exaggeration, it's hard to say, that Anna worshiped day and night, fasting and praying. Translate that into our own terms. And we learn that acquiring a thankful nature has a lot to do with the habits of regular worship and prayer. We are unlikely to develop a spirit of thankfulness and joy that is always ready to overflow when the crisis comes if we have gotten out of the habit of worship and prayer. And so when the Christ child came, Anna was ready, and we see her coming up thankful. So what about you? What about me? When hard times come, when unexpected things break into our schedule, how do we come up? What comes up out of our hearts? Do we come up angry or impatient? Do we come up irritated and critical? Or do we come up joyful and thankful like Anna? And so I'd like to challenge you during this Advent season, during this Christmas season, yes, even during this pandemic season, to worship the Lord at such an intimate and personal level that you can't help but come up thankful. Maybe we need to spend more time worshiping the Lord, perhaps even night and day sometimes. Perhaps we need to engage in some prayer and fasting as we focus our attention not on the circumstances of our day, but on the Lord who has saved us and who fills our life with his presence and joy. And yes, even in very difficult and challenging times, we too, like Anna, can come up thankful. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was visiting my brother and my mother who live in Nevada, went to church and was talking to a young man after the church who has four kids at home about the challenges of this pandemic season. And during that time, his wife had been furloughed and lost her job. And he had not lost his job, but his hours were cut back dramatically. And in a conversation, I said, well, you know, as we look back on 2020, it's going to be, you know, some pretty hard memories that many of us would like to forget. He said, oh, no, this is not a year that we're going to forget as a family. We're going to look back, and this will be one of our best years we've ever seen. I said, what do you mean? He said, you know, my wife's been home. I've been home. And this has been a time for our family to gather together, to worship, 
to do devotions together, do Bible studies together, play games together. This is the highlight of the lives of our four children and of us together. What comes out of our mouths, what comes out of our life is actually what is within our hearts. And so during this time, I pray that even though there are challenges that are unexpected, even though most of us are not fond of these times, and for many people, these have been tragic times of great loss, and yet the Lord's presence gives us victory over this. And like Anna, even during the most difficult and challenging times, we too can come up thankful. May it be so in each one of our lives. Amen.